Hello there, folks. Welcome back to the Fresh Face Film Bro podcast. We are back to our regularly scheduled programming today, doing another film discussion. Today, uh, we're doing Talented Mr. Ripley. This is, uh, I believe, is it is it 99? 99, yeah. 99, yeah. So a bit, not, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an older film, but, um, it's, it's not recent. It actually, as I was watching it, it feels a lot older than its contemporaries. Like if you, when you watch it, like if you compare it to other movies that came out, like like the matrix, saving private Ryan Mm -hmm. stuff that, that came out around that time, it does not, I don't think it looks as good. Yeah. It felt very nineties. It, yeah. I think, yeah, early 90s. 99 was American Beauty, Fight Club. Yeah. Phantom Menace. I could, Six Fight sense. Club, Fight Club sort of, I could, oh, yeah. Fight Club yeah, makes sense. Age. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it slaps you in the face with the year it came out when the opening credits just, <laughs> they show up and refuse to leave. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> For those that haven't seen this, this movie's opening credits, um, whoever edited it discovered that Windows Movie Maker has transitions, and he's just using all of them. And you can also change the color. You, you can yes. also change the color of the credits, and it, it goes on for about four minutes. It very much felt like a, like a high school-level TV and film assignment where the teacher's like, use all of this. Yeah, because like, the plot was going... Like yeah, the plot no, was the going. movie like was he, happening. Yeah, yeah. And we Rip, Ripley was like already like in Italy, and the, we just got to co-producer. It's like, dude, we're not even done. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it'd be like the lower third of the screen. It'd be like a fluorescent blue. Yep. yep. Like, what are we doing? But yeah, yeah. It's like it was like a bad like Saul Bass who did the credits for like all of Hitchcock's movies. Yeah. So think like Vertigo, but like really bad. Yeah. It like, was just so it was credits. very out of place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it. It felt like it was like a 70s movie or something. So, yeah, I don't think... It's weird. The, the movie starts off on the wrong foot. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where this movie was going to go. I had absolutely... And you I, know what? I knew nothing about this movie. And, and you know when what? When the movie started, you know, he's... It's called The Talented Mr. Ripley. And there's yeah. a scene where he's like playing piano and he like he's like, oh, like I won't do that again. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a musician, like rising from the bottom to the top type of thing. <laughs> whiplash. <laughs> but like, like whiplash. But it... No, because... About 35, 40 minutes in, something changes in this movie. <laughs> That's the big the one. first 30 minutes is it feels like a completely different movie in tone and score and everything, even performances. Yeah. I think, to be fair, there is no way to start this. The thing with this movie is Jacob said he doesn't think there's a way to start it, and I think he's right. Um, but if if you were to watch the first scene, first 15 minutes of this film, and then someone who had seen it ask, okay, now tell me how it ends. Yeah. You're not getting that. There's no- I wish you had asked that for me because no. I wouldn't yeah. have known what to have said. Well, first, I mean, there's not enough context for you to know, and I don't feel like that's completely fair to ask because yeah. you can't really do that <laughs> with most movies, yeah. but like, at least you have a general sense of the plot. But I feel like so much of this movie exists in the last hour or so 
for sure. After the turning point. Yeah. Like most of yeah. the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the... Like 50 minutes in. It's when it like finally point. like actually starts. But yeah, okay. Well... What was this movie about? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we're talking about it. People have no idea. So basically, um, the, the introduction of this movie is at a... a is it a dinner party? It is, it is a formal event. Mm-hmm. It is a formal event, and we are introduced to Matt Damon's character, who we believe to be a Princeton grad. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to this... Uh, it's in the Goodwill Hunting universe. Yeah, yeah, in the Goodwill Hunting <laughs> yeah, universe. This is, uh, this is after his day, days at Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, was, that was awful. That was great. That wasn't that keep bad. Going. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah... What's his name? Oh, Tom. Tom is Tom Ripley is talking to um, Herbert Greenleaf. Yeah, Herbert Greenleaf, who is like a wealthy businessman, I suppose. What he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, a sailor. Or no, no, he's not a sailor. He does he like, like owns he's a shipping, uh, a shipping. Yeah, he's got magnate. a lot of money, and yeah. so um, his son Dicky went to Princeton, mm. and yes. so Matt Damon's character, Tom, uh, we believe him to be a Princeton grad, and he's talking about how he knew Dicky. And so, Mr. Greenleaf proposes to Tom. Wait, that's not until after, or is it? This is right around the same time. He's like, okay. hey, go get my son. I miss him. He just is hanging around in Italy. He pays him to travel to Italy. Yeah, I will pay you my to son's my being, son back. My son's being stupid. He won't leave Italy, and I want to see him again. So, yeah. I will pay you $1,000. So, Mr. Greenleaf sends Tom... To Italy, he he funds, he funds Tom's trip, plus only a thousand dollars provides him a thousand dollars. Is it a thousand? It was a 90s, so that's probably like a hundred grand or so today. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, true. <laughs> Wait, really? Think about that. It's yeah. that much of a difference? Yeah, totally. Now nah, we're just we're just <laughs> jo- we're Josh with you, bro. But uh, it's probably it's probably a lot more. No, I now, mean it's yeah, it's probably closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that seven is or eight a good K. point. That's not that much. No. But he's oh wait, no, for... it's the sixties. That actually no, that's oh yeah, it was the sixties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, maybe so it's so maybe closer. It was, to, maybe it was a lot. It's closer to like. Tw- I'm not even gonna make up a number because I don't know. <laughs> we're moving on. Okay, <laughs> I'm not moving on. Keep talking, but I'm gonna find. Okay, out. Jacob is gonna find this number for us. So Tom arrives in Italy. Now I the thing about Tom. I feel like I remember seeing the thing that's yeah, it's fifty nine. Okay, the thing about Tom that we find out in the first scene is that he is not, in fact, a Princeton grad. Mm-hmm. He is a hustler, and um, hence the title. He he's met. He's a man of many talents, one of which includes um, forging signatures, mm-hmm. and one uh, of doing impressions. By the way. Uh, his when team. he does the impressions, he does not. Matt Damon does not sell it, dude. Like, oh, it's bad. It, yeah, he was doing. <laughs> he, he was doing his impression he, of Dicky. I said, oh, it's bad. He, he, yeah, he wouldn't have done numbers. I feel like if Mr. Ripley took place in 2020, he would just be like doing the impressions on YouTube of like Peter Griffin or something. Oh, he'd yeah, get no. big on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, no, he'd definitely be a. <laughs> oh, I found I found the number by the way. Okay. It's, t- it's ten thousand dollars roughly now. Okay, oh, that's but I mean, even then, is that that's? Hey, I take ten thousand to go to Italy. I, well, I'm, you no, said that I'm, he's getting like expenses I'm, and stuff. I'm thinking of, yeah. as well. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, so then, I was thinking about logistically. Like, he only gave him a thousand dollars to like. That's survive. not a stipend. No, he's getting he's getting okay. paid. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So the whole trip is paid for, and he's getting money. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a good that. arrangement. Oh, yeah, I awesome. take that for sure. Mm-hmm. So Tom's a little liar. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a schemer. Yeah, look, he can play piano too, right? Yeah. Oh, and he's a he's a piano player. So add that to the list of talents. That's not really important. 
No. Like it's <laughs> it's not, it's that's not why I thought the movie was going to be about piano because it's like the first thing in the movie is him playing piano. I don't know why that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. It is a, maybe a, a, a little direction misstep, but. <laughs> they thought about it for a second. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yes, so Tom arrives in Italy. And he's doing reconnaissance on, um, what's the guy, Greenleaf, the dad, what's his name? Her, uh, Herbert. Herbert. He's doing reconnaissance on Herbert's son, Dickie. And so we are introduced to Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Dickie and... Mar- Margaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- Marge Sherwood. Mar- Marge? Marge. Marge. All right. Marge. Walking back. Making... Marge. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the homie jokes. Homer. Yeah. Homie. Homie. So uh, they are both on a beach and... Tom approaches them, and he's basically like, oh, Dickie Greenleaf. And Dickie's like, what? <laughs> and Tom says, it's, it's me, Tom, from Princeton. And, of course, he didn't go to Princeton. And the conversation starts. I don't – he – doesn't feel human. No, it's, it's a little strange, and it's an awkward interaction for sure. And Dickie notes that he doesn't remember Tom. Like he after also, Tom he also walks points away. out how white he is. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Like, You're yeah. white. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Marge goes, "Don't say that." Yeah. <laughs> Marge, Marge is the Marge is the glue that holds this trio together. Oh yeah. You know, Judd Law. Don't got put nominated. it like that. Judd Law, Judd Law got nominated for. There's an There's an E. Yeah, Jude. Jude. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. good. You're good. Jude. <laughs> Jude Law got Jebediah. Jebediah Law got nominated <laughs> for supporting actor at the Oscars, which is astonishing. Wait, for this performance? Oh yes. Because I it wasn't at- terrible. Well, okay. It wasn't it wasn't no, I'll stand on it. It wasn't terrible. He wasn't bad. I wouldn't say he was bad. He's not bad. It's but- the dialogue. It's not. It's that doesn't no, help. Even, that even that some, certainly even some of the delivery though with the lines, he's just like it's it's a little robotic almost. I, yeah. After we watched, I went back and rewatched the uh, the scene. And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Go go back to where you came from." And it's, just like, <laughs> like it's, it's a little too proper. He's a he's a he shouldn't have over, been nominated. It's over the top, but yeah. like not in like a believable. Did you say way. he won? No, he just got nominated. Okay, well yeah. he shouldn't have gotten I, nominated. I looked it up to see like how yeah. this movie was received, uh-huh. and it was received pretty well. Yeah. It was nominated for like several things at the Oscars. Really? Not but- not best picture. Yeah, but nominated. I think uh, Roger Ebert gave it like a three and a half or four, which mm. is like really high for him. Wow, you know. So <laughs> it's not like it was received poorly. I, you know what I mean. Let's yeah. move the plot along because I don't want to just string string the listeners <laughs> along for, yeah. for the for the whole movie. But yeah. basically, um, Tom spends the majority of the the first act building a relationship with Dicky through researching everything about Dicky's interests to. Um, it's it's mainly his interests. He's basically just like, oh, Dickie likes jazz. I'm gonna listen to Charlie Parker. I'm gonna mm-hmm. listen to Chet Baker. Chet Baker. There's okay. There's an awesome scene of them at the jazz club. That's one of the best scenes in the movie. I did like that. Yeah. When uh, he calls Dickie up to to oh, sing, yeah, go, and he's playing sax, and oh, sorry, he calls Tom up to sing, and Dickie's playing sax. Uh-huh. Tom doesn't know the words, but he's faking it. That's like emblematic of kind of the entire movie yeah. and like Yo, just Tom's character. So it, it was it was kind of cool, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they... Uh, he tries on his clothes. He does try on his clothes, and Dickie does not appreciate that. Yeah, but that's like, that, that's later, though. That's Oh, okay. That's later. Yes, that, that does happen, though. Yeah. Um, the thing about Dickie and Tom is that as the relationship develops, um, 
so does a, a sort of different character to different mo- intentions. Yeah, sort of motivations. Uh, a more um, affectionate and, and tender sort of undercurrent um, starts to reveal itself. There's love in the air. There is love in the air. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of sexual tension between these two, these oh, yes. two fellas. And so I, I was <laughs> I, I was I was gonna I was gonna make the. Uh, you can call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make the the suggestion that um, I think. Jacob Mason and I watched this movie on perfect terms because this movie is meant to be watched with, with a group friends. of guys and as many as possible. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because oh, let me tell you. No. Let me I mean, let me tell you. I've gone this movie for those obviously that weren't there. Like we were dying from front to back. Let, let me tell you, the homoeroticism in this movie is ridiculous. And not a single kiss between two guys is shared. Nope. It is all tension. It is all suspense. And but oh it man, is so much fun. And oh I, man, and I it will is, say it is a wild ride. I will say I watched it by myself and I did not like it. Well, so you say, need to watch it with people. That, I, was that gonna say, look, I was going to say like I went to YouTube and rewatched some clips. Like after we got done, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is not hitting. It doesn't. It doesn't hit. It, no, no, yeah, no. It's and you know, not like very good, yeah. it, all folks can watch this, but really, I, I think this is this is. A, it's it's a boys' night movie. Twenty person group boys of guys. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is, fellas. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Good fellas, and then talented Mr. Rip. Double feature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but love really, is, love is in the air. Love is in the air. Um, they play chess. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, no more apparent than a, the scene. Uh, we get, we get. Uh, how does candle, it, how does a it candle begin? Bathtub. A candlelit. It pans from. It, the we have an overhead shot that pans from a bathtub, and then we see a floating chessboard, mm-hmm. and we see that Dickie's ch- playing chess, right? And then it cuts to Tom, who's just sitting directly <laughs> across fully clothed. From he's not in the tub, not yeah, but, in he's the tub. Sitting, he's, but he's he's sitting directly. He's like, fully clothed, playing chess with him as he's yeah. shown in the bathtub. And so, uh, and, and, and then, then he gets and out. So, to, and then Dicky gets, gets out and he sneaks a peek. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not, not, no, before, not before. Not sneaks a peek. He gets out of the bathtub and just stares this man down. <laughs> not before he just straight up asks Dicky if he can get in the bath. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. I don't remember that. Oh, oh my gosh! It it is peak. It is oh so my. good, dude. Oh my. And then. Yeah, he, he really puts Dickie and Marge's relationship to shame. I mean, this this is like true love. This is yeah. This is you. This is something you can sink your teeth into. I mean, what Ooh. about Dickie and the local woman though? We haven't even brought her up. Oh yeah, so, Dick, oh, yeah. okay. So, Think about that this is, is peppered peppered throughout um, yeah. all these incidents. This is an important moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ripley sees Dickie just hanging out with this girl, mm-hmm. and he's not really doing much about it. He's just watching with an observational eye, and then. What ceremony is going on exactly? I frankly couldn't tell, but there's a ceremony where they're like in the water and they like raise up Look. a statue of Mary. Yeah. And the woman who he was in cahoots with is. In cahoots? Could you elaborate? Um, hanging out with, <laughs> playing cahoots. Netflix. Yeah. So, so Dickie's a bit of a player, right? He, he's playing have, both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, and so, so Tom gets wind of this. Both sides and of the point. I think it's evident that he's a little hurt mm-hmm. because he wants that affection to be directed towards him. 
Now we got some fourth grade jealousy going oh, on yeah. here. It, oh, it is great. I'm telling you, the emotional beats of this movie. Okay, say it what you want. Great. It is. It is yeah, so it's good. It's so good. I think. I think the fact that this movie is so flawed makes like the tension and and the drama that much better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're giving it, it their all. It, they're giving it their all, and it's like kind of. We didn't messy. even bring up Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, oh my gosh! It's all, it's almost Philip like a Seymour reality House, TV show. Hoffman brings down the house. It no, it, it feels like an episode we of the Bachelor. We can't repeat the first line, his very first line, <laughs> but it is so out of pocket. And <laughs> go watch it. Philip Seymour Hoffman for literally. He was born for this role. Yeah, don't. I mean, obviously, we want you to watch the movie. Yeah, but. If you don't want to, just go watch Philip Seymour Hoffman's entrance in this movie because it is one He rolls up in a Ferrari convertible. Day drunk. Day drunk, uh, like screaming the lyrics to some song. And then he makes some offhanded whim, uh, comment about um, what he'd like to do to every woman that he's every woman that he sees at least once at least yeah <laughs> that's how he ends yeah, yeah. yeah you might as well just go ahead and tell him what he said yeah. minimum of one time <laughs> yeah and this man he's basically just a dickie's frat bro that he, hangs he really out is with, and he sort of tags along too and he's just a friend they're not really like seeing each other but no you know they um, do the before sunrise and listen to like oh, vinyls, yeah, they do, they do the, listen to vinyl together mm-hmm. in stores. He's a jazz bro. It's cute. Moment. He said, "Oh yeah, Dickie's a jazz bro." That's and he yeah, says, yeah. "Tom, leave." Yeah, he's like, "Tom, get out of here." So they can, yeah, okay. Dick, uh, <laughs> what, what's his character's name? Why am I forgetting? Who, Freddy? Freddy, Freddy. An important thing that must be noted, and that really stands in the middle of um, Dickie and Tom's relationship, is that Freddy. Calls BS from like day one. He yes. he immediately sniffs out Tom's chicanery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, a good he friend. knows. Yeah, yeah. Freddie's a true one. They're on the boat. And <laughs> speaking yeah. of chicanery, yeah. I need I need the re. I was gonna talk about. Here's my bit. Here's my bit. Okay, about, okay. Here's I want to hear the bit. I want to hear the bit. One All right. Per episode. We're doing we're doing a recast with Saul as Tom. Better. Saul Goodman, and then <laughs> Dane DeHaan is Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. He, he, listen, listen, listen. The hyper seriousness and just like stern nature. Yeah, I could see it, that. Actually, oh, it would be, I it would be killer. That, yeah. Are you it saying Dane DeHaan's Freddy or Dickie? Uh, no, Dane DeHaan's Freddy. Okay. He would be. <laughs> You'd be the greatest Freddy of all time. I feel like he, I feel like how's it peeping, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they'd be, he'd be good as either Freddy or Dickie, but yeah. he would be great as Freddy, but. I mean, Dahan, no, he would be a good dick. No, da, good no, Dahan can do anything. Oh, he, he can. can. You're right. He you're can. right. He's 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 a cinematic juggernaut <laughs> yeah. and an industry Swiss Army knife. Mm, yes, sure. he can't be denied. Yeah. Did that come in the mail yet? The... No. Uh, we will post that on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a Dahan. We have a care package arriving soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be about a, a week and a half, I think. The dimensions. So, uh, coming. Did we tell what it is. Did we tell? Did we tell what it is yet? It's like forty-five by sixty inches, I think. Yeah. So we have a we have a five foot. <laughs> five foot tall, three and a half foot wide Dane DeHaan tapestry that is we arriving. We all spent eight, only eight dollars on only it. eight dollars. A bargain, by the way. It's so if you were in the market for a Dane DeHaan tapestry, that's about the size of a small closet. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> then hit us up, and we'll send you the Amazon link. Speaking of closet. Um, Tom and Dickie's relationship <laughs> is really hurting after Freddie's entrance. Yeah, um, we got we got to get through this. They're, plot. they're on the boat and they're on the boat one day and Dickie's just like, man, like me and Marge, we gotta start doing it. So they're like on the boat. No, Mar- <laughs> okay, no, he he's saying he's saying, wait, what what is the what is the term that he used? Oh, he's like Marge maintenance. 
Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Marge maintenance. I don't remember and so, that. And, and so Freddie goes, rah, Marge maintenance. Freddie goes, rah, 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 rah. He goes, Marge maintenance, and they start, you know. And then there's a mirror on the boat. And you go, how do they're, they're in the y'all? room in the boat. They're and not so, like, it's yeah. like a houseboat. It's like underneath yeah, the, they're the, under, the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tom is trying to get a little. Yeah, Tom is trying to sneak a peek. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman delivers the peak line uh <laughs> how's it peeping tom <laughs> your beeping, hey tom and hey, he's tom. just chuckling to himself uh, and then <laughs> you just get to see matt damon absolutely mortified um this is this is peak cinematic direction um it mm. actually is it's very strange and uncomfortable to watch but um which is probably the vibe but with the boys it's a blast it is so fun especially since like Tom, Tom and Marge, they're homies. Strictly platonic. Yes. It's Tom, Tom's just mad because Marge is he, in the picture. This man loves Dickie, all right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But Tom has decided that he's done with the, uh, with the, with the games by Dickie. He wants to full commit. Mm-hmm. And also... We didn't even talk about... Wait, we didn't even talk about how the... Freddy's like wedging himself in between. Um, the other girl... Oh yeah, yeah, with. you're right. Yeah, she dies. Yeah, we'll go ahead and say that. And he, she may or may not have bared his child. Wait, what? Oh yeah, we talked about that. Well, we didn't we talk didn't, about the part that he impregnated her and then she killed herself. Oh well, yeah. um, I thought oh, we sorry, said trigger warning. Yeah. I, I thought we said that she. Yeah, that. <laughs> maybe we'll, <laughs> we can. <laughs> this movie, hey, like that's yeah. that, that's about that the sentence was that's about how the movie gives it to yeah. you anyway. That, no, yeah, that, no, I mean that whole. That whole plot and moment is they're like a blip on the radar, and then it's just like yeah, it's just a a blip on the radar. They just talk about it for like two seconds, and they're done. And 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 then Dicky like kind of starts going crazy. Yeah, and that leads into the turning point. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the the cause and effect to leading to the the boat scene. Yes, Mm -hmm. which we can probably get into. Let's talk about the boat scene. So not to be confused with the other boat scene. Well, first of all, this is the big boat scene. It's we have to note that with the arrival of Freddy comes just a sense of resentment and, and fierce jealousy towards him from Tom, right? Marge explains it best when she tells Tom that Dickie's all about the next new thing, right? He he it's like the shiny it's like Buzz Lightyear. Mm. It's and and he's throwing away Woody, his old Dickie, his so day Dickie's one, right? Andy. What an analogy. Yeah. yeah. No, Tom is Andy. Oh, okay. Dickie's the... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Mm. Wait. No, no. Dickie's Andy. You're right. Yeah, Dickie, yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, I'm... Lo- I'm listen. <laughs> we don't have the analogy straight. Yeah, you finish the analogy yeah. for me. Oh, Dickie is Andy. Um, <laughs> Marge is Woody. Um, Buzz Lightyear is uh, No, no, is no. Tom. No. Uh, and no. Tom is Woody. <laughs> Tom is Woody and, and Freddy is... Buzz. This, this is, is get, crazy. This is okay. going on the Instagram. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Tom <laughs> is... Wait, what? Wait, what? This movie's basically Toy Story, but... We don't um, know who's who. But, <laughs> but Buzz and... and it really is Toy Story. Woody is fiercely it. in love with, with Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. just whacks him know. with a canoe paddle and yeah and see the problem is i don't think andy is in the equation in mr ripley like in the analogy i don't think andy would be it, it, it's right buzz yeah and wait, right go, because andy back... is playing the role of buzz and wait no no in, in mr ripley andy would be god 
No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to pause the Toy Story analogy, <laughs> okay. um, I, the boat scene's fresh in my mind because I rewatched it last night. and Endlessly rewatchable. It is, and he's like... Pro- Tom is projecting onto Dickie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same go- thing that we, he goes, we see. He's like, when- you can't decide. He, and the funny thing, the comparison, he goes, he's like, you can't decide what you want to do, Dickie. You can't decide whether it wants to be, if whether you want to play saxophone or <laughs> piano or yeah. whatever he says. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? right, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to chill. Yeah, and, and Tom, Tom and is just- the, the man of many hats who is literally living. Oh, shoot. That's, a, that's an entire thing. We didn't talk about um, oh, Kate Blanchett's character. <laughs> Because that's important. <laughs> this is this is important to the plot. Okay. We are we, not going to get through the plot. No, we, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're getting there. Dude. We're, we're so going to do it. We're, it's not it's not too big of a thing. He just runs into someone he knows at the airport. On his the way to Italy. On the way to, the way to Italy. He, at the beginning. Yeah, he bumps yeah. into her. They know each other. Just keep that in the back of your mind. The most important thing is that Tom interest, introduces himself to her as Dickie, Dickie. Greenleaf. Yeah. Yes. So he, in her eyes... That is not Tom Ripley. That is. Dickie. Is that a little foreshadowing, maybe? Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, Tom is accusing Dickie of his indecision and his just um, his games. Yeah, his games and and just farcical nature. Scamming. Farcical <laughs> And and well, so uh, they get into a little spat. A little. Well, well, Dickie's like, I've had enough of you, Tom. You're it's like I'm you're a leech. You, I'm, I'm sending you back to America. Where you came yeah, from. it's time for you to leave. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, you can't do that." And then, and then they um, start wrestling each other. And then, when Tom gets the upper hand, he grabs a canoe paddle, a whole boat oar, boat oar, just whacks him in the face, and Dicky's face just starts the gushing insi- blood. The insi- yeah, the the cut is huge. The cut is massive from <laughs> from his forehead to his chin. He's yeah. gushing blood, and he attempts to uh, strangle. Tom and then Tom yep. gets the upper hand again, and instead of just like trying to de-escalate, he just rel- relentlessly smacks him in the face with the canoe paddle. Yeah, I think and he's then, realized that he's gone too far. No, yeah, like yeah. once like, he's what like, are you gonna do? In for a penny, in for a pound. I'm killing my, I'm killing my, yeah, my, uh, my love interest. Yeah, and then um, there's a great shot. Shakespearean. Where yeah, the boat is, you know, idly, idly going its way back to shore, oh. and it's filled with blood. Filled with blood and Dickie's dead body's laying down, and Tom is cuddling with it. Oh boy, that's almost, doesn't get much better than this, folks. That's so almost romantic. a crime. It's peak cinema. <laughs> peak cinema. Not, uh, well, it's a crime and a half, but yeah, because <laughs> that's murder. And then, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then after yeah, that, that that's where the stakes. Take that's a turn. when Tom starts pursuing Freddy. Mm. No. <laughs> I no. wish. Yeah. <laughs> no. So so Marge is like, "Where's Dicky?" And then he's like, "He went to Rome." And then she's like, oh, "I knew he hates me. I know he hates me, or something like that." And then Freddie's like, "I know what you did. I know what you did, Tom." Yeah. It's like, very long winded. Yeah, it, it is very okay. Because we we can this make it structure short is yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> there's letters being Jude written Law, and there's a bunch of back and forth. Jude Law between. dies about the 50 minute mark. Yes. We spend the next hour and 20 minutes watching Tom try to keep up with his lies. Yes. It's basically That's a, a long catch, time. It's a catch me if you can. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of like. It's a long time. Writing letters, going under. like. Yeah. He's writing letters yeah. as both Dickie yeah. and Tom to try to keep up like an alibi. And then. 
It's just, yeah, it's a lot. And then he's like lying to Marge. He's lying to Freddy. Freddy the whole time knows what's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's he staying? I forgot. Is he staying? He's staying at Dickie's house. <laughs> well, there's like, I thought he like moved like. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He goes yeah, to, he's... he gets to like Venice or something. Yeah, he goes to Venice and he's like hanging out like at a place that Dickie owns, I think. Yeah. And, like and then. Is celebrating Christmas by himself and just amusing him with, amusing himself with like Dickie's trinkets and then. Yeah, wearing his clothes <laughs> and his ring. Yeah. And then Freddie shows up and is like. He's like, where's Where, Dickie? Where's Dickie? Like, and then, and then Tom's like, he's at dinner. He's, he's like, like, he's like, well, if you knew Dickie, you'd, you would say that he hasn't come back from lunch. Oh. oh. And then, and then the vine boom sound effect happens. Yeah. And true, then, true friend. yeah, no, the vine boom sound effect, uh, works for many, many instances within that scene. Cause, <laughs> cause, um, because Philip Seymour Hoffman's just dropping bars. Mm. So, <clears throat> and we can't, we can't forget about there's, like I, one of the most important scenes is when he's in Rome and he runs into Meredith and Marge is there with Peter and he meets Peter. Yeah. But what happens to Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Before Isn't that, that we, we need to talk. I don't know. We, oh, well, we have, we need to okay. well, discuss with how I he's dealt with. A, yeah. So, um, Freddie gets whacked yeah. <laughs> and he gets whacked because, well, first of all, he, he, he snuffs knows. out, yeah. He snuffs out his lies, right? And yeah. so he goes downstairs. Friday goes <laughs> downstairs. Moment. Great moment. Why did the Why did the maid feel the need to just yell his, yell his name? It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. And the maid yells, because Freddie kind of gives up and he's like moping his way back down. And um, Tom, because like, Tom is just he he's so committed to his lies. Yeah, and Tom is like so nervous, so he like goes to watch Freddie leave and then the maid's walking up the stairs and she's like, Hey Dickie and then he just runs away. <laughs> and then and then you see like Philip Seymour Hoffman kinda of smile. And then he comes back up the stairs, opens the door, and then um bludgeons him with the uh like a bust. Like a stat the, yes. stat, the statue yeah, yeah, head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a bust. That's what it, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, he gives him a few more for good measure, and mm-hmm. then that is the end of Freddie. What did he do with the body? Do we know? Uh, he drives him away. Remember, he like oh, presents yes, him yes, as yes. drunk. He's like, oh, he's like, no, oh this dude, yeah, yeah, I remember now. He's like, this dude's drunk. And then, and then the other, like, yeah. And then they find him the next day, so Tom is not good at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the police, yeah, Mostly yeah, the, talented the Mr. Police, Ripley. Yeah, yeah. The, the police come the knocking untalented. on his door yeah, the, immediately. And then the rest of this movie is just a police procedural. <laughs> where he's just getting interrogated basically yeah, just about, hot there's fuzz. about five genres these, yeah. these and, he, and he meets peter he meets peter these that, police officers thing. are so incompetent yes. yes yeah yeah that is true that is true yeah i mean it's it's, it's pretty obvious what's going on um but marge is hanging out with peter mm-hmm. and and he meets peter and he's like Dang. and then forget about it yeah. yeah. moving on dickie's long i'm on to my yeah <laughs> Like he literally, I'm up. Yep. literally, yes. <laughs> and so, um, <clears throat> over the course of the movie, they find Dickie's body. An investigation ensues, um, and then we also see sort of the the web of lies getting a little bit too thick for Tom to navigate. As Kate Blanchett's character returns to the scene, and she believes that he's Dickie, mm-hmm. but the whole time. Um, Marge, Marge is looking for Dickie, yeah. and then Kate's like, "Oh, I just saw Dickie." So it, it <laughs> like, seems like it seems like um, Kate Blanchett's character is is like seeing Dickie, and it's just right under Marge's nose. Kate yeah. is Bo Peep. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and so... Um, I had to keep the yard. Yeah, everybody is just... It's 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 tough on everybody. Um, what else do we need to do before we, like, get to sort of the... the opera part where... He, um, they meet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they meet. Yeah, we can't. Um, right. I mean, they, all, I, they almost bump into each other. They're like five feet away in mm-hmm. the hallway, and he's like, "Oh, we gotta go." There's all the police stuff with the suicide note, and like, yeah, yeah. And then, it just takes up so the, much oh, time. The, the he big, wrote a suicide note, and you're interrogating me. Yeah, yeah and then so well, we need to talk about the the yeah, scene with Marge where um, Tom comes out with the knife. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, I've lost my towel, and I'm very. <laughs> Yeah. When, when does he say if I if I was a big eraser I'd erase everything? <laughs> yeah, and myself. A writer head reference. <laughs> yeah. If I if I was a big eraser, like, mm. great line. Ooh, Some of the best. Dialogue. What are the other? There were there okay, were like two other great lines this, that were terrible. That is an awful line. <laughs> there are plenty of fantastic lines, but I will always remember if I was a big eraser, I would erase. All my mistakes and myself. And he says that when like the Dutch angles start and you get the mirror shots and it turns into like a horror movie for like three minutes and yeah. then we just never go back to that. Yeah. Oh, really weird. Oh no, no no! My favorite line of the movie is <laughs> is the um. <laughs> yes yes yes. Okay, well first we did we did talk about March. So eventually we we really we reached the point. Okay, I quick don't sidebar. Know where you're going? This here. movie manages to be at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's both gay and misogynistic in yes. the same worlds. Very. Now, it, this isn't, I'm not saying it's like spiteful from the director's part. That's just like the, this that's just, just the, the, the dad. Maybe. Yeah. That's just the, the amalgamations oh, of characters yeah. that we get. And, and so it's a, it's a very strange yeah, you know, combo. Mar- and Marge like, at, by the end is like, yeah, so no, she's onto no, it. Yeah. She and it's, it is based on a book. So this yeah. might not be the director's fault. I don't know how much from the book is, yeah. I don't know how about <laughs> the like, adaptation. By, but by the end, Marge is like, knows it's Tom. So there's a confrontation Dickie, scene. And there's a confrontation <laughs> and Tom Marge nearly, is, Marge's dad, um, well, no, no, not the dad, but Dickie's dad. I want to talk about like Tom, there's a scene. It, it gets pretty intense where there's like an yes, altercation yes, 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 between yeah. them. Yeah, he's like, you you try to fix her. Yeah, and yeah. he's got Whatever he's he got says. a bathrobe on with the razor. Yeah, or yeah, the... he's got a razor and like he cuts his finger. You can see the blood, and Marge starts getting really scared. And then um, he shows up. Peter shows Peter up. Peter opens the door. Yeah, and he's then like, Peter! and then Tom like Tom being the uh, Tom is the, the he's like you try to fix her. <laughs> Tom Ripley is the supreme chancellor of gaslighting. And he's like, yeah, you try to deal with her. Yeah, so he just walks off. It's like, bruh. No, no, this, this movie is really just is really just a master class in, in seducing the homies and gaslighting women. Like, yep. <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> no, it, yeah, because the next scene we, we see... It's bad see, in every other see, way. Um, wait, what's his, Harold? Is it Harold Greenleaf? Yes, yeah, Harold Greenleaf yeah, explaining to Marge because oh, by the well, way, he's Marge, Marge is just like distraught. Yeah, she's distraught, <laughs> and she's basically explained the whole situation. Herbert's oh, is it Herbert or Harold? It's it's Herbert. Okay, Herbert. Yeah, <laughs> Herbert's not having it, and so we walk in to hear him say, "Marge, there's female intuition, and then there's facts." <laughs> <laughs> And that's, that that took um, me out. Of course, we think it's I funny because we're three guys. Yes. Well, <laughs> no, it's it's funny. It's just blatantly the, like the delivery, the, the delivery is over the sexist. top. It's so just over the top and stupid, very and crude, like super out of pocket. Yeah, 
it comes zero out taste. Of no, it comes out of nowhere. No yeah. taste. But man, if it isn't one of the most brilliant it. cinematic lines I've ever heard. Yeah, and then she like tries to attack Tom like as she's leaving. She's like, "No, you did it!" And then the um, Herbert's like, "What are you doing?" Get back <laughs> yeah. And then there's Alvin, the like sidekick cop oh, or whatever. <laughs> Wait, Alvin, the dude that takes him out on the terrace. Oh, I don't know. Yes, Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. To further yeah. to further the um the the just like He's like has the license plates and stuff. Yeah. The uh the last demonstration and just like completely casting aside, um, just completely invalidating the female experience. This is yeah. This is what it is. It is just like. Yeah, the female experience does not exist in the cinematic universe. Because the police officer is basically like, yeah, I heard what Marge said. It's wrong. And yeah, he's, made, like, like, and he's okay. like, yeah, the license plates on, on Freddy's car, uh, what would happen if I just threw them in the river? <laughs> <laughs> Let me dispose of some yeah. evidence here. Just real quick. And yeah. then he's like, women, right? And gives Tom a nudge. Yeah. <laughs> it's then- just like... And then with that, Tom declares victory and is yeah meets up with uh, Peter. A, yeah, they get on a boat. They get yeah. on a boat to where exactly? Dude, I don't Somewhere, know. Somewhere, I don't I, know. I, are they going to... They're not going to America. No. I don't think so. But they're on a boat. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, to Greece. Okay. They're, they're going yeah. to Greece. You need a vacation after that. So they're just gonna oh, yeah, out. no. After after killing two dudes and almost it getting imp- caught. It's yeah. implied. <laughs> you got to have some time to chill. Yeah. So him and Peter, you know, he's wooed Peter now. And it yeah. says it is implied they are not lovers. Yes. Well, duh. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's a very tender scene between Peter and um. Well, before well, Tom in the church chapel when uh peter's playing the organ and they sort of they sort of play a little bit of eye tennis oh, and they gaze yes. affectionately at each yes, other yes yeah peak we, cinema great we, we are hip hopping around the plot a lot <laughs> well, but the, this movie's a mess yeah. dude we there's no way you could just yeah, do that's it true, that's yeah, true that's we, true yeah it is, there's no yeah. way you can do it and on the boat um <laughs> um meredith Kate blanchett's character yeah sees tom and then he's like uh-oh because and she's like Dickie. Because yeah, to like, um, what, what's the guy's name? Peter. To Peter, Peter. he's Tom. Yeah, and Peter's watching from Meredith. afar, and Meredith comes up to kiss Tom. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be kidding me, man! This dude's, this yeah. dude's luck. Vine boom. You thought it, you thought he was scot free, but nope. Still he is scot stuck. And so after Kate Blanchett, after Kate Blanchett kisses him, he's like, uh, "I'm gonna leave." And he goes to console Peter. Peter's really sad. He's in the hotel room. He's like, <laughs> what? He's like you're kissing a woman. He's like, like, I'm just by furious. Yeah. And then, you know, he quotes and Scott. He quotes Scott, Scott Pilgrim directly and yeah. even makes eye contact with the camera. And then after that. Yeah. And then the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, and then the credits And then he said, he's yeah, I'm, I'm just by furious because that's me. The talented Mr. Ripley. Oh. And the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Would have made it better. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's the shave and the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. And then, and then, and then Jude Law comes back in the post-credit scene. Jude Law will return. Jebediah Law will return. Jebediah Purgatory will return. <laughs> Part two. Yeah. But you know, this we'll is the, the last live-action Thanos. The last scene in the movie is Tom and Peter. They're in the hotel room. Peter said that he kissed her, and then he's like, "No, I love you." And then he's like, he, he puts his head on his back. He's like, and tell he's me like, things tell you. me good things about Tom Ripley. Yeah, and he's he like, he realizes that. Peter's gonna figure out. 
Because he saw him kissing Meredith. No, no, no. No. That, that's what Wikipedia says. I don't know. Oh, weird. That's, it, I, did not, says, I did not get that Peter vibe. tells Ripley he saw him kiss Meredith and demands yeah, so answers. We're going to veto that take. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I thought that too. It's too be. I didn't think it's too be. Yeah. What? I didn't think. Yeah, I agree I with you. Yeah. Well, why, I'm okay, Jacob. then why does he kill him? Because. Because he's he, afraid of him finding out, but he hasn't. But also, he's just such a cold-blooded, trained killer, he just can't help himself but murder But Peter lovers. did. I mean, Peter saw them kiss. But yeah, but he's so obviously either, but, he was jealous, but he didn't. Re, he didn't. So you're understand. saying that to he me, doesn't for sure it, know, but it can be he something that he will probably figure. It out. It didn't look so like he like, connected the dots. No, though. he just thought that like he was just like he was just like I was being friendly, or something. Yeah, no, he was just hurt because he thought that there was something between him and Tom. He didn't know that he has murdered two people and is living under. Well, yeah. Dickie I mean, Greenleaf's name. Yeah. And that's why Tom has to kill him, because he doesn't want him to find out. But, so while um, Peter is is uh, is gassing up our boy... He kills him. Tom readies up his uh, his suit tie. He gets an extra tight grip. And while uh, <laughs> while uh, our man Peter, who's very sweet, is love-bombing Tom, uh, uh, Tom, um, I guess... Kills him. Love-bombs Peter's neck to the point where... He, he stopped dead. breathing. I don't know. That doesn't work. <laughs> he, he's dead. And then he literally just sits there and looks like he can't believe he did that, even though he murdered. We don't even see it happen. It's like, yeah, it's also kind of dumb how it happens. And then yeah, like it's, this weird, it's not done very well. It's, it's like this weird. It just it's like afterwards. The, it's afterwards. Yeah, it cuts but the, the, hear the audio. There's down. this weird transition where like the screen turns into like triangles and like each triangle starts disappearing and yeah. you just like watch Matt Damon's face like be like oh, I can't believe I murdered him even though he literally like didn't even care that he murdered the two other people like yeah. he didn't even seem yeah the, yeah his character <laughs> I will say a little bit this is this is off topic the one really cool shot in the movie is it the piano lid where mm-hmm. like the the face is actually the two honestly oh. cinema, the cinematography yeah. is uh, commendable it's a, there's yeah. some good shots. A, yeah, there's, there's some good shots. shots. Yeah, there's some good shots. It's not consistent. No. Yeah, it's not fully. I also think the editing is like pretty good. Well, a broken clock is right twice a day. So. Eh. I mean, I guess that's But true. hey, no. good job. Cinematography. <laughs> John Seal. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. And um, Walter Murch edited it and he edited Apocalypse Now and stuff. Yeah. Like he's legendary. So. Okay, I want to talk about the most important part of this film. And that is the the wardrobe department. Um, the fits in this mm. movie are incredible. This is this is some of the best wardrobe design I have ever seen. Um, the fashion of this movie is just insane. That's good. Um, I mean, the fits that Tom and uh, Dickie are wearing. It's Dickie, especially like Jude Law's character, gets all just such dope outfits um, and like the, the color blocking and stuff. It it's oh so good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super creative, and they they do a great job of complementing like the um, the atmosphere of Italy with the dress and, and just they 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 encapsulate the space very well, and mm-hmm. it feels very um, I don't know the whole movie feels like a vacation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's it's a great time. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, that's probably my one of my favorite parts, aside from the uh, the juicy drama. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's a close second, you know. Yeah. It's call me by your name if it if they murdered people and didn't take themselves yeah. seriously. I mean, yeah. I I have not seen Call Me by Your Name, but Neither I'm assuming vibe, but, uh, it's, judging it's, by vibe. They yeah, feel like it, yeah, I'm assuming it's similar. and if yeah, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. 
There's also a, a, an age factor to call me by your name. That's not in this, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> All right. Any any other thoughts? Anything that we didn't hit on? Um, I, this, I, this movie is extremely messy, and frankly, um, it is so much fun. Yeah, I don't want to be a downer, but I feel like the like the score is not that good. Okay. Okay, Mason. Mason's over I'm, here. I'm really not trying to be a hater. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it complements the tone. Okay. The I'll just else. say we're on different pages. Okay. I think the main motific device used for, like, suspense works pretty well. As I understand, Mason, you didn't love it. Is that right? It, it reminds me of a Donnie Darko. You said like, it was overused, right? Type. Well, yeah, yeah, for one, yeah. it's overused, and it also reminds me of, like, a kind of spooky nighttime halloween yeah. thing and it just like does like that doesn't complement the like kind of vacation-esque yeah but it's like of... he murdered people that's well yeah scary. but he's not murdering murdering people throughout the whole movie yeah but that's not playing throughout the whole movie it's usually just what precedes murder no it's playing way more than just preceding murder i don't know we, we I... guess we'll have to watch it again <clears throat> yeah i guess we, i mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> And the score was, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, it, it was unremarkable, I'd say. Yes. But in conclusion, this movie's pretty messy, but it has some, it's a great it has time. some strengths here and there. It is a and great time. The story is just too um, chaotic to not enjoy. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. a fantastic time. The story. Get, get your bros, set a time, set a day. Yeah. Get your Hit the sauna with your boys and then post game with an episode yeah, yeah, of post- Talent to Mr. Ripley. Yes, please. <laughs> I wish, okay. I wish that they would shave off like twenty minutes off the movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's it's like, too that's, long. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's almost two long. and a half hours. I think. Why? Yeah, I think the the like the first time I watched it, the only thing was like the pacing. That was my big issue. I don't think it was as bad this time. I my closing thoughts. This could be an excellent movie under better direction. I think. Yeah. The, the, and a the, few the skeleton. The skeleton of this story is, is very strong. good. It's very good. Yeah. But um, the the execution lends itself to be pretty funny um our uh our friend jacob here has a time constraint so we're gonna have to wrap it up but um thank you so much for tuning in today uh we we had a phenomenal time watching this this is this is such a fun watch i wasn't expecting and we've watched some fun movies together. We we did. Oh yeah. But because we weren't one. because yeah. we weren't going yeah because we weren't going in expecting to laugh as hard as we did. I feel like it just it was, it was that yeah, much better. Yeah. You know? I mean we I feel like we laughed harder than Hot Fuzz or Scott Pilgrim. Seriously. Yeah. I don't because remember it being it, funny because I don't think it is funny if you're because, watching it alone. No. Because it, I wasn't it, expecting it to be funny. So the fact that all that happened, we were just no. yeah. man, we lost it. Yeah. So next time you're hanging with the boys, pop this one on. It's a little bit of a long watch. So if you got nothing to do, perfect. If you don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, we're going to try to get y'all a Suspiria episode before and November. Around, yeah, around Halloween. And no then, promises. And then, and then maybe Killers of the Flower Moon. Maybe a Killers episode and then maybe Tree of Life yeah. around there sometimes. A lot of maybes in the mix yeah. here. But you know but what? We'll, def- see, we'll but see. definitely Suspiria and hopefully School is killers. keeping us busy. Yeah, so. So. We, are, we are busy. What? Yeah. Uh, that's I, that's what I said. Oh, okay, yeah. Keeping us busy. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in. This was a bunch of fun, um, and we'll see you in the next one. Hit that outro music. Okay, yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for someone to do it. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,